and welcome to the NBS show, episode number 517. I'm your host, Norman Sanzo, and we got some news for you this week. So let's hop right into it. First up is... A Day in the Life of Court Lane, executive producer of My Little Pony, Make Your Mark. In the June slash July 2023 issue of uh, Animation Magazine, there's a page showing what a typical workday is like for My Little Pony, Make Your Mark, executive producer Court Lane. Uh, this is the only article about My Little Pony in the issue of the magazine. Uh, as it turns out, on that day, he had a meeting and video call and did a final review of uh, Woods uh, stock special. Okay, uh, so just looking through... Um, uh, <coughs> <coughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, like I mentioned before, I'm just looking through, not really going into the article yet. Okay, now let's go into it because there's nothing much. Um, so I'm guessing the magazine or whatever it is, says something like, I, uh, A Day in Life, this month we catch up with popular Toontown mover and shaker called Lane, who, sorry, who is E1's developer, vice president, and executive producer on the show My Little Pony, Make Your Mark. Uh, the pick depicts big crunch day as the team puts the finishing touches on the 40th anniversary special Bridal Woodstock. Uh, with teams in four cities across countries, the special launch June 6th on Netflix. June, I, I think already passed. So he wakes up at 6.45am, it's time to make breakfast with my three tiny uh, tyrants, uh, tyrants super, supervising, alright. Then 7.30am, working on working with brand team in London, means early morning teams update from home, showing over promo art. And our Bridal Woodstock celebrating guest Sophia Weili? Wei, Wei, oh, man, I am bad with names. Who voices Ruby Jewels? 9 a.m. Arrive, arrive, my team, Alex and Ari. And I work out of Hasbro Epic's uh, Burbank, California office. Then 10. Uh, weekly creative review with our bri- brilliant Atomic Cartoon partners in Vancouver. Loving the final VFX renders from our director Will Lau. Uh, 5.11.30 co... I mean, you, you guys can read this on your own, but it does... Uh, <laughs> it's a very interesting thing to see uh, a day in a life where you get to see them do this and that and kind of get into it but not too in-depth because trade secrets and whatnot but you get to see that yeah he, he wakes up early and then uh, at the get-go he already starts working and the reason why he starts at 7.30 a.m. is because he has to work with Europeans who are leaving a few hours 
behind or ahead of him. I, I'm ahead of him. Yes. So um, working a few hours ahead of him. So he to to, to him he may be morning, but to the Europeans they could be in the afternoon and so on. Okay. Then uh, goes to the office and everything seems like this is really cool. Like just beat by beat doing uh, work. Like there's a schedule to his thing. Uh, he has a half an hour meeting with the uh, animation team at uh, Vancouver and just checking out the animations and so on. Like the effects, is, is this good? Is this bad? Uh, can we proceed? Can we not proceed? Uh, is there anything we need to change? And so on. So <clears throat> that's pretty cool. And uh, 12, playtime at work, Alex. And I ran upstairs and update from the toy team on Pony Toys inspired by the special. So... Yeah, so basically he's just keeping, he's just doing work, 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 non-stop. Um, there's a gap between 2.30 and 12. I'm guessing lunch is there, so yay. Uh, 12, a three-hour time difference means uh, files come in from afternoon review. Final premix of the Bridal Wood Stock Special means the last review for the execs. Mm, so, okay. And goes home and yeah. So the day in the life of um, this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, honestly, I wish we'd had that for our G4 teams where we get to see a life in uh, a day in the life uh, in Lauren Faust or um, <coughs> Megan and so on. I mean, that would be fun to see. Like, uh, how do they um, start their day and whatnot? Uh, do what was the responsibility? What was the day like for them there and so on? I mean, that could be really cool if we had to uh, we get to see that. And yeah, uh, this from what I'm guessing is just an animation magazine, nothing to do with Hasbro and whatnot. Maybe we can see things uh, from other creators, uh, like probably Steven Universe if they have it and so on, blah blah blah. So it'll be fun to see. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Let's move on. Custom Illustrated My Little Pony game from Hasbro's 100th anniversary. Really now? Hasbro's 100 years old? Same as Disney? Huh. That is fascinating. Alright, let's check it out. It's been a few years... Sorry, it has been a few... It's been a few years. Uh, look up exact date makes that a decade since USA... Uh, Paul D. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just processing the words. Is, is there a typo? Is that real? And Hasbro released the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic limited edition Monopoly game. Well, today Hasbro and WS Games Company have announced the creation of the brand new limited edition My Monopoly board game in celebration of Hasbro's 100th anniversary. Uh, and as you can probably tell from the above image, chosen to represent My Little Pony in this edition of My Little Pony is Pinkie Pie. Uh, the game is available for pre-order with an expected release date of September 1st via W Games Company or Hasbro Pulse. If you want more details, please check out the full press 
release an additional image after the break. So I'm just gonna skip down through and just um, uh, pick some things out. So okay, this one. Uh, thank you to our partners at Hasbro for entrusting us with the creative development and manufacturing of significant milestone games, said Carrie Aids, 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 Vice President of Production, sorry, Product Product Development, WS Game Company. Hasbro has uh, seamlessly in 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 trailed in, in trail. In trail generations, in trail generations after generations with its fun-loving characters, games, and brands, this limited edition monopoly celebrates their centennial and beautiful capture just a handful of their most impactful brands over the years. Uh, Encapsulated in the embossed unique collector tin box, the board components and packaging highlight Hasbro's most acclaimed brands, including Transformers, Peppa Pig, My Magic the Gathering. I have problems with M's. God dang it. Uh, My Little Pony, Nerf, and Cranium, which are all, uh, which are all also celebrating anniversary in the next year. The game premium features include custom tokens, house, and hotels that feature Hasbro's most iconic characters and brands such as Potato Head, Play-Doh, Tonka, and more. Custom game board and com uh, components featuring 90 Hasbro brands. Collectible tin packaging with integrated storage to provide a premium game experience as well as a checklist for players to identify all the included brands. <clears throat> I'm just gonna stop there because um, <coughs> my reading is not great today. Somehow it's bad. So anyway, uh, we're just gonna open up and see. So what is this? All right, cool, 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 cool. So the 100 anniversary tin uh, is well, basically features the Monopoly game board. And game pieces in a collectible tin, all in one place, in all in one place. So uh, it's in tin, uh, it's embossed, uh, giving you that premium feel. Uh, you get to see how the game board looks like for a bit on the tin, but I think it's just mostly to show off that yo, this is. Um, if you're a fan of Monopoly, uh, this is a, this is a board you want to get. This is just. Uh, once in a lifetime. Then uh, when we check out the next page, we get to see how the game board, the play pieces are going to look like. So uh, let's get let's 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 do a zoom in. Let's do a zoom in. <coughs> so you got your um, cards to uh, your title deed cards and so on. So we get something like uh, Power Rangers, Furbies, Potato Head, Nerf, uh, Monopoly, Monopoly, and a Monopoly. <laughs> Your dog, I heard you like Monopoly. So uh, we also see that they have their uh, money arranged in their in the box, also pieces and whatnot. And and I'm I'm thinking this is uh, plastic plus felt. So this is if it's true that that is really good. That 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 has that premium feel. And 
this is kind of what I want. Like uh, the board piece, the thing that comes in it is not use. Uh, it's not junk. You can still use it for what you call this uh, place to put your play piece, um, money, the plot of land, whatever it is. So let's check it out. Okay, so this is the uh, checklist. So okay, can you find them all? So there's action man, aggravation, ants in the pants, access and allies, baby alive, barrel and monkey. So uh, yeah, we get to see, all right, here's the game board. Check out, can you find them all? And I, I see gem in the hologram. So is gem in the hologram there? Uh, should be uh, I don't see maybe it's bottom here but uh, we see what uh, G.I. Joe do, do, I think that's a Joe probably I don't know oh, man Vinkara talks about this guy who's that robot name again Dungeons and Dragons oh wow okay but <coughs> but like I mentioned before um, this is kind of cool uh, you, you got your chances you got your token, Clippy's token and whatnot. You got your hotels and houses. Cool. So monies, um, Clippy's. Uh, there's thing at the back. Cookie cool. Yeah, this looks this looks good. This looks fun. And last but not least, uh, an above shot of everything. So. Scrabble. Oh, that's cool. You you have the rangers behind the stuff. You got um. Wow, this this looks really fun. Play pieces and whatnot. You know, I'll probably get this one if it's available. I mean, <coughs> um, there. What you call this? This is one of those boards where it's uh, pretty neat. It's pretty um historical. Uh, we, we see Wizard of the Coast, if you've got no idea who they are. They're a subsidiary of Hasbro, dealing more with Magic the Gathering and also Dungeons and Dragons. They had issues way back when, not going to say much, because it's all over the news. Uh, yeah, the, the board looks fun, you got two dices. And yeah, okay, um, I'll say this. Um, in terms of artistic value and merit, this looks pretty good. This looks kind of fun. Uh, for cohesion, this is a mess. Like the only the only way you get to know, or the only way you can tell that this is uh, where the plot of land is, is just by square here uh, so like Lincoln logs potato head little little pet shop and so on so that's how you can tell that okay this is the uh, what you will call this um, plots of land that it lands on and so on because oi is it messy is it messy but overall um, I mentioned before I won't mind getting one of this for myself this looks like a lot of fun and last news for the week. <coughs> Two more pages reveal from My Little Pony role-playing game core rulebook. Uh, Seth, 
What's this? WWE? Oh god. We have another pair of pages from the core rulebook of the upcoming My Little Pony role-playing game from Renegade. This one sh- 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 Oh god, shows uh, of the bunch show off the a bunch of different things from magic to items and healing down uh, head on down below for the second page and if you missed previous you can catch okay uh, let's check it out let's check it out all right <coughs> spirit of magic what is this mm, the elements of harmony are the most powerful magic known to ponydom magic is both an element of harmony and the source of the bonds between the other elements of harmony it is also the most mysterious element what is magic it uh, in what way does a pony who embodies magic also embodies harmony and what is magic's connection to friendship even twilight sparkle the first spirit of magic had more questions than answers but that's okay spirit of magic loves questions <clears throat> so what i'm guessing here is um there's six spirits according to all the um elements so you have generosity kindness laughter honesty loyalty and also magic yep, yep, yep. so you have six of them and uh, those represent some things and uh, looking at <clears throat> what it says here uh, an element apart it's easy to see how being generous honesty uh, generous honest kind loyal and Making people laugh creates friendship. Of course, you can make friends using magic in the same way that you can make soup using magic. You have to figure out on your own what it is about magic you embody and what friendship means to you. Great responsibility. Every pony has witnessed magic, um, witnessed magic and knows that casting a spell can change everything not every pony understands that you might not be sorry might not have the right spell for every situation you might not even be a spellcaster even if you are a spellcaster you uh, caster and your spells would help your friends that's a lot of pressure spell casting takes a lot of time and energy as such sorry as much as you might love to spend all day using your magic to help others with their issues. That doesn't leave any time to deal with your own issues or just relax and not think about any issues at all. <clears throat> so yeah, um, this is similar to the backgrounds that we have. Um, well, that was previously shared. Um, I'm trying to remember, but I don't. So. Um, magic ponies here's a few examples of ponies that embody magic and how they rank their essential scores twilight sparkle when twilight sparkle was a class or a librarian studying magic 
in class or a student library studying magic, she was getting from one to the other so as fast as possible, even though she was an experienced spellcaster and genius magic theorist, she didn't understand magic's full potential until she started making friends. Uh, Twilight Sparkle. Uh, Twilight Sparkle's essence rank are Diamond Smart, Gold Speed, Silver Social, and Bronze Strength. Oh, that's a fascinating way to look at it. Okay. Um, that's... That's 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 ah one two three huh okay that that is very fascinating. <clears throat> Sakura, kind of her friends and an experienced sh- shopkeeper. Sakura spends most of her days interacting with other creatures, not a spellcaster. Sakura uses her knowledge of knowledge of magic to uh, recreate spells, uh, spell effects as potions and elixirs. Living in the Everfree Forest is not easy, but she is tough enough to fend off the crocodile and timber wolves, even if she doesn't have potions to avoid a confrontation. Sakura's essence ranks are. Diamond Social, Gold Smart, Silver Strength, and Bronze Speed. Oh, so she's a bit slower. Alright. So wait, there's Diamond, Gold, Silver, and Bronze. So those are your, uh, how to say, uh, stat ranks, I guess. Oh, okay. That is, that's a new way to do it. Okay, I'm, I'm very... <clears throat> I'm very, um, what you call this, interested in how this works. Gilliam, Gilliam, a powerful, a colorful unicorn, really found himself mastering magic even before getting her cutie mark. Just as how she knows where to put colors when she's painting, she knows how to cast spells by feeling and instinct. Gilliam essential rating, ratings are Diamond Social, Diamond Sakura, Gold Speed, Silver Strength, and Bronze Smart. Ah, okay. Smarts is Smarts is a stat that's always there. So I'm guessing there's always four stats. So Twilight has. Diamond Smart, Gold Speed, Social, and Strength. And Social, Smart, Strength, Speed. Yeah, I guess they don't change, just move around. Spirit of Magic role features. As a pony who embodies the Spirit of Magic, you gain the following role perks. A Talent for Magic, level 1. Embodying the Spirit of Magic makes you a Talented pony, you can perform actions related to spell casting other than action granted by role perks more easily than most ponies. Once around, treat a standard action related to spell casting as a move action or a move action as 
a free action uh, spell related to spell casting as a move action or a move action as a free action uh, free actions related to spell casting takes no action for you unlike your most uh, unlike most talents which applies to a specialization your talent for magic can apply to any skill test related to spell casting uh, magic is magic <coughs> level one once per turn you once per once per scene when you act in a well, when you act in the spirit of magic you gain a friendship point see a friendship point blah, 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 and friendship uh, and friendship circle below for ways you can use your friendship point okay cool cool so um so let's break it down what i just read there's one more page but i'm just going to focus on this one for a bit um so uh basically the first part of the notes here uh from here to here sorry from here to here it's just flavor text and a bit of a bit of explanation on what these ponies can do or what uh, they have and so on. For the what you will call this uh, magic ponies examples, uh, this one is kind of cool because uh, they say uh, they, they let us know that okay you can uh, put your talents. Or you can you can arrange your talents in a way where uh, you can be like Twilight or you can be like Sakura and so on. So uh, having those what you call this uh, perks and whatnot arranged in certain ways is also doable. <clears throat> so uh, this one here, a talent for magic. This this one really perks my uh, picks my interest because of this line here. Uh, once per round, treat standard actions related to spellcasting as a move action, or a move action as a free action. So what that, uh, if you play D and D, so if you let's just say this, um, you wanted to you, you want to cast a fireball. So you want to cast a fireball, you can use uh, you, you can use your. Uh, move action to cast the fireball spell instead of your uh, actions. Uh, let me break it down even more. Um, in D and D, there's your movement, action, and bonus action. So wait, what was everything? Okay, um, you have uh, you have three things that you can do. Well, not really three things, but you. There are three phases or three things that uh, you have in your turn, which is movement, action, and bonus action. And then you end your turn and so on. So uh, movement, you can move your character from point to point within your uh, allotted speed. Uh, humans are usually 30, uh, 30 feet of speed or 30 feet of movement per turn. Uh, they have actions within actions uh, you can do stuff like uh, attack a creature help a friend uh, check on something hide cast a spell and so on bonus actions are things that you can do before or after an action 
for example, I want to cast a cantrip spell. Uh, cantrip spells are spells that you don't use your spell slots to activate. So, example, if I want to cast the light spell, uh, can it's a cantrip spell. So I'll just say, okay, GM, um, before I attack or before I move. Oh, you can also uh, use bonus action at any phases of the turn. Uh, you can use it at the beginning, before movement, after movement before attack or after attack <coughs> or after the action whatever so uh, I, I want to say I want to use the light spell so I'll cast a light spell uh, create a orb of, orb of light or whatever it is and then uh, move or uh, I, I'll do something and so on I mean I, I'm not a spellcaster so I don't really 100% know how the flow works so I, I'm a bit rusty on that one for this one, uh, getting back to ponies, <clears throat> so it says move action, uh, sorry, uh, treat a standard action related to spellcasting, let's just say I want to cast a fireball, as a move action. So instead of moving, I can use my move action to cast a fireball. So I'll say, okay, I'm going to cast a level whatever fireball, boom, and then on my... Yeah, and then it says, uh, or spellcasting as a move action, or a move action as a free action. So, there's, there's, oh, wow. This, this is kind of interesting where, uh, wow. So, basically, so I, I'm guessing, um, technically, once you do this, you can basically basically you don't move. Ah, okay. Ah, I guess you can cast twice the uh, free action, which is conquer a bonus action. Huh. All right. I, I guess so. Basically, you can cast fireball, then fireball, and then you don't move, or you cast a light spell. Fireball, light spell, something like that. I'm guessing I, I don't have the rules in front of me. I, I got no idea. And there's no breakdown really. So I guess. So anyway, let's move on to the next page. Uh, they say where I can use my 118, 188. Okay, so no. <clears throat> so <coughs> healings. Thankfully, heal... Uh, lots of, uh, thankfully, health, lo uh, lots loss, and defeat are not permanent. Health can be restored in a number of ways. Restore, uh, rest restores a certain uh, a creature's health. Six hours of sleep within twenty-four hour period removes all damage, and usually, all essence. Uh, Essence damage, if applicable. Additionally, as a standard action, characters can give each other medicine, uh, medicine, medical aid, which may require a kit. Using science medicine, three uh, skill tests, they can restore health to living creatures if the target is within reach. The diff of 
difficulty, I guess, of a skill test to restore health is equal to 5 plus per health you want to restore. Hmm, okay. Uh, if you want to restore one health, the diff, diff is the skill test uh, is 10. If you want to restore 4 as a single standard action, the required diff is 25 skill tests. Hmm. When a creature regains health, it is added to their current health up to their maximum. Example, during battle, a bugbear and injured Rainbow Dash lands next to Nurse Redheart. Rainbow Dash took 5 damage, leaving her with 1 health. Oh wow, 6. Okay. Uh, 1 health out of her maximum of 6. This, co this combat is going badly and Nurse Redheart knows the other ponies need Rainbow Dash back in the fight. Nurse Redheart is, uh, is specialized in science, medicine, and has a D12 rank, meaning she's confident she can succeed at a Div 20 to restore 3 health, and maybe even Div 25 to restore 4 health, but the risk of wasting her turn trying to reach a div 30 and heal all of Rainbow Dash's damage makes her nervous. She chooses to go for the 20, uh, div 20 and hopes for healing is enough to get Rainbow Dash through the fight. Technically, you, 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 you'll you be at 90% with that. Like 4, 1, that's 5. Uh, your max is 6. Huh? <clears throat> so, um, this part here, I, I don't really understand what I'm looking at here because um, there's a lot of things they're, they're sharing. Uh, okay, so diff. I'm guessing difficulty. So the difficulty of a skill test to restore health is equal to 5 plus. Uh, 5 plus. 5 per health you want to restore. Uh Restore. If you want to restore one health, the difficulty of the skill test is 10. If you want to restore four. Uh, so restore one, DC is 10. So, D oh wow. I'm getting piece, bits and pieces, but without a, <clears throat> without reading the item, without reading, really reading the whole thing, I'm I'm at a loss. But from what I can understand, uh, to restore some uh, health, uh, one point of health is equal to five plus the five plus five per health you want to. Restore. So, if I want to restore one, so technically that's a ten. If I want to restore two, that's a twenty. No. Oh, you know what? I, I'm giving up on this one. I I, I don't know, but uh, it's an interesting concept, and I can't wait to try it out. <laughs> uh, damaging objects and items. Not every target is a creature. You can 
attack an object or an item directly in hopes of damaging or destroying it. Uh, if the object being targeted is being carried by a creature, the attacker is again against the evasion defense of the creature holding it. Otherwise, it is against the toughness of the object. The object size class may modify this. If successful, the object takes the effect of the attack. The toughness of the objects are based on what they are sorry pre predominant uh, predominantly made of. Their toughness can also be used as their strength or starting health. Uh, a zero health at zero health the object is destroyed. In some cases, a game master will allow the object to be struck without a test as it isn't that tough or destroyed automatically if it's fragile. Usually what makes what matters for the story is not whether the object is, can be destroyed, but how long it takes to do so. This could lead to the mass destruction of properties like building and section of wood forest depending on how the PC handle this sort of thing such as such wanted the disregard for public property could cause problem in the future okay cool so <clears throat> um, this 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 um, section here is very fascinating because it's one of those uh, role-playing aspect that a lot of people don't really a lot of people really uh, don't really pay attention to because when you play uh, a tabletop RPG, you, you're mostly thinking about okay, uh, how do I spend my move uh, action economy at its maximum? So I'm going to hit the creature or hit the monster, whatever it is, uh, with my actions, and then use my movements to go here and there. Blah blah blah. Technically, uh, I want to use my things to the fullest. And then you have me, who's playing a barbarian, thinking that I need to get through that wall. Okay, I smash the wall with my sledgehammer. And now the GM's thinking, wait, what? <laughs> ah, true story, though. So, yeah, this, this, this table here, tells me that objects in the world have their own health and are uh, have their own health and are subjected to damage so uh, a, an example is this let's just say um, twilight gets blessed by Tyrek and it's flying across the map and she smacks into the what you call this the window or the balcony balcony door of her library in uh in Ponyville uh that breaks now to simp uh, it's simple enough because of velocity blah 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 so uh, basically the gm will just describe oh um, twilight sparkles flies around blah 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 and 
she lands uh, she uh, hits the door to her uh, balcony uh, in her balcony and smashes through so basically there's no questions asked like the gm says says like uh it'll just destroy automatically or in scenario here here says um okay uh twilight blessed t-rex and she bless her uh uh sorry give me a second i'm trying to think of a scenario here okay uh twilight sparkle blessed t-rex with her magical powers and blows t-rex far landing him against the uh, landing him back against the mountain uh, and then <clears throat> as a gm i'll say i, I roll something I, I roll something stating okay uh, uh roll pretty high and i'll say or i'll just take the roll from what twilight took uh what twilight did to blast t-rex and states that okay uh as t-rex went flying um smashing to the mountainside uh you see a huge crater form where she he land uh where he crashed uh bits and pieces of the mountain fell and you can see a crater form around where t-rex landed and so on so you can do you can basically what this page here is is just more or less uh flavor text in some situations and that's just for flavor let's just say you want to go through a door uh, let's just say that you have you know what a good example a good example is uh snowflake uh, no no book book biceps yes you have book biceps going through the spa going through the wall of the spa to get into the job the gm will just say or if you if the gm's playing as um bulk biceps he'll just probably say that okay uh bulk bicep crashes through the wall of the spa and screams oh yeah and if a player wants to do it, uh, the GM will just say, "All right, cool. I would like you to roll for strength and see how hard you kind of bash through the walls and all that." And I mean, there's way. Basically, this is just. Um, yeah, basically, this is just flavor text, but it is fun. I I love this. I love this fable. The last one is. Combat, uh, magic in combat. Uh, spellcasters can change the landscape of the battle more than most creatures. Spells can do anything from attack from a great distance, turn a pony into a combat juggernaut, or manipulate the minds of enemies to forget why they were fighting. However, in combat, magics cause weigh uh, more heavily on the spellcaster than ever. The pressure, of, the pressure to not only cast the right spell in the moment, but save spell casting potential for further problems, takes planning most combatants don't need to worry about. Casting magic in combat. There's page missing, but I'm going to read from what I can tell. 
As a reminder, any other time you cast a spell, your spell has a cost. To cast a spell, you must. <gasps> what? What must I do? Oh no! Okay, so uh, the magic and combat thing here is totally different from what Dungeons and Dragons do. Uh, technically, in Dungeons and Dragons or D&D for short, is that okay? Um, there is. Let's just say this. Um, out of combat, I want to lit a fire. Or I want to burst down a door. I'll just say to the GM, uh, GM, I want to burst through the door. So what I would do is I'll cast fireball onto the wall and or onto the door and blow it up. Uh, roll for damage and so on and if it hits it hits i guess and that's how uh, magic is cast outside of combat in combat it's technically the same thing where okay i cast my fireball uh, do whatever the rule says and it's done uh, if it hits it hits if it doesn't hit it doesn't hit uh, damage is rolled and so on and so on but over here this is a bit different because judging by what it says, like if you want to cast a spell in combat, it's going to be a bit more difficult. Because the line here says, however, in combat, magics cost way more heavily on spellcasters than ever. The pressure to not only cast the right spell in the right moment, but save spellcasting potential for future problems take planning most combatants don't need. so there's I think there's problem solving they get in cast with magic in out of game something like that and it takes up a slot I, I guess I guess that's it like I guess that's one of the few things that uh, they're trying to say that yeah you can cast spells but it will cost you like spell slots uh, in D&D there's things called spell slots for um, magicians or spellcasters uh, basically what that means is that for level spells they can cast it X amount of spells equal per level per long rest so if you're starting out you probably have two spell slots or three spell slots and that means okay I can cast level spells uh, twice or three times per day as i go further in level i gain more spell slots and i gain uh higher level slots to cast those spells so and so on and so on and so on so this is uh, that's dnd but if they're saying that this is the, almost the same thing but we're not really telling you directly that is that is yeah i mean there's one way to look at it there's one way to look at it but that's the news for this week. So let's wrap it up. <sighs> let's change it to the next topic. And next topic is what have I been doing my week? So my week has been pretty okay. Um, watch movies, play D and D, play uh, magic. Um, for magic, I brought up, I rebuilt a really cool old deck uh, and that was the Zangief Street Fighter deck um, have fun with it 
needs a lot of tweaking because I don't feel like I'm getting the essence of what I want. So that needs to be tweaked. For D&D, had another fun time. Didn't really do anything outlandish or fun or uh, basically uh, jaw-dropping amazing. This dumb stuff because I'm a barbarian. And it was okay. It was okay. Uh, it was a it was a kind of a short session too, so didn't really had time to, or they really had the uh, experience to go crazy. Mm, so yeah, that, that's that. Uh, I did also watch a movie, and the movie I watched for this week was The Flash. Okay, I I, I know there's a lot of negative preconception about the flash silver said that he won't be watching because of ezra miller and yeah i mean i'm not gonna go in there but yeah um my friend wanted to watch it and yeah i did besides the point of ezra just going to talk about it as the show itself the show itself was actually fun it was a lot of interesting things going on with it uh, as th- because th- there was a lot of uh, easter eggs a lot of uh, callbacks to previous things if you were a fan of uh, DC movies this includes from the original uh, Batman or original whatever it is there it's there because um, judging or just just looking at the movie, watching the movie, it's a quote unquote love letter to all of DC's uh, past. Uh, they kind, of, they, they, I'm trying to walk around in circles without spoiling the movie. And technically, this is one of those uh, comic book to movie adaptations without really stating it was. Because this is the Flashpoint Paradox where Flash goes back in time to do something and by doing said stuff, he changed time. And yeah, um, Flashpoint Paradox, if I'm not mistaken, is also a DC animated uh, special. So if you are interested you can uh, watch the animated movie uh, in my personal opinion the animated movie is much better but for the flash it's pretty interesting I, I like what is trying to tell the movie itself doesn't really take itself too seriously at points and it there, there's a balance of comedy and drama and action and most of the comedy is on uh, Barry who is the Flash uh, he he kind of what you want to call this um, bears the weight of the comedic timing when he uh, when most comedies are sorry when uh, a comedic scene happens because uh, Spoilers, you get uh, Batman from 
not Christopher Nolan. Uh, I'm trying to remember that guy. Give me a second. Let's see if I can find uh, that man. Uh, Batman. Let's see if I can. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yes, Michael Keaton. So uh, there, there's a scene in the movie where there's Michael Keaton who plays Batman. He appears in this uh, timeline and so on, and it, it's just fascinating to see what happened, what how how the, how they want to play the movie. It, it's it's really fun and cool uh, and you know what I, I don't know if I should I, if I yeah. how do I put this movie is fun movie is pretty interesting but there's this huge moral dilemma some people have uh, Silver mentioned that he won't be watching because something so I respect that I on the other hand think that all that hard work that the editors directors, filmography whatever it, uh, all the people behind the scenes did for the movie uh, it, it, it's one of those things so in my personal opinion, I say that the movie was a fun and entertaining movie to watch and experience. Would I tell you guys at home you should watch it? Oh boy. Honestly speaking, yes, but wait for it to be released on HBO Max, HBO Go, whatever HBO thing is, or whatever Wonder Brothers thing is. I, I think they're working with HBO, right? So wait, wait for it to be there. So my overall rating for The Flash would be a 7 out of 10. It's, it's not, it's not the, best out there but it was a fun watch uh, some might find it slow at some parts because well they have to kind of explain a lot of stuff because they don't have what Marvel have with their setup like even this one um, you're not even sure that this is going to be a setup movie or not because we know that James Gunn is taking over and but we don't know to we got no idea where the flash is going to be in the timeline or so on I, I don't know anyway I've been babbling for too long now let's let's wrap it up blah, blah, blah. so anyway if you guys have any questions concerns or suggestions for the show you can contact us at ambitiongmail.com uh, <clears throat> you can also catch us on the Twitter. The show's Twitter account is at MBS. The show's Twitter account is at the MBS Show, and my personal Twitter account is at Norman Sanzo. 
Uh, also, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, YouTube. Don't forget to press the bell icon to stay up to date. And Stitch Radio and also like our Facebook page. You can also catch us on PunuLive.com. Uh, also, do subscribe to the Review and Discussion Podcast on iTunes and Stitch Radio. Over there, you can catch me, Silver, Quill, Terra, Jacob, Reviewing the Pony episodes, comics, specials, and movies. Sometimes we like to do other things than ponies. Those can be cartoons, animes, uh, comic books, mangas, movies, video games, or just general, general discussion. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash show. If you support, you get a week's early access to review and discussion podcasts, exclusive and deleted content. And a huge thank you from me. Talking about the thank yous, I would like to thank Jacob, Lucky Knight, and also myself, Lag. Thank you so much, guys. You are great. So anyway, I have been Norman Sanzo, and I'll catch you guys next week with another fun episode. Yes, show. Yeah.